We are live. Welcome to GTFO, our Friday Facebook live session and podcast. So today you've got me, Rachel and Simon Daly, and we are going to talk to you about evergreen content. How exciting. Isn't that exciting, Simon Daly? It is exciting. It's, it's one of those yeah. things that I've been banging on about for so long. I can't remember. So it's, it's always nice yeah. to talk about evergreen stuff. It's almost like it's an evergreen subject for you, isn't it? Uh, I would say it is an evergreen subject. <laughs> so we are here today with five top tips to help you get your evergreen content correct or help to make it a little bit better. Um, but first of all, Simon Daly, what's your name and where do you come from? I'm Simon Daly. Um, I am from the United Kingdom in the Northern Hemisphere and I currently live in Bacup, originally from Exton, which is a small village. Well, it's about a large village, really, outside Chorley. Quite interesting, Exton. Been there, lots of generations of my family have come from that area as well, but I don't live there anymore. Uh, many, eight years ago or so, I moved from there and now, now I'm here. You are there. Where specifically oh, are you? Because it's very echoey today. So where are you joining us from? So I am I am in a kitchen um, oh. in the ABD centre in Baker. Oh, exciting! Um, yes, because I've got to do I've just had to do some work here and have a meeting here. Um, so I thought I'd, I thought I'd double the things up, but yes, unfortunately the office is too far away from the Wi-Fi router, and my phone doesn't get signal in the in the building for some reason. Uh, I mean, all of these things are fascinating, but thank you for filling us well, in. No, no, um, well, to be honest, because there's only two of us, I thought I'd uh, pad a bit. Pad a bit, right. Well, we don't need to because we've got lots to talk about. Um, Simon Daly, has anything interesting happened to you this week? Um, I uh, started that. So I think I've just about become a school governor. Yes. That's an interesting one. at our little boys' school. Um, just done that. Uh, lots of things have happened this week. I'm just trying to think what, though. Yes, Seems well, I mean, I did, I did ask for something do, exciting, but never mind. Do you know what? It's, it's just been such a busy, hectic week. I've not, yeah. I've still got emails from Tuesday that I've not answered yet. I've not even looked at it yet. Well, it's also, it's a four-day week, isn't it? That always makes a difference because we're recording this on the Friday after the Easter weekend. Uh, well, my name is Rachel Weinhold. I am from Grow Traffic, also living in Bakeup. It is a, it is a lovely place. Um, and my exciting thing for the week is that I've got septicemia in my finger. Woohoo! That's exciting, isn't it? You've not got septicemia. You've got a little infection in your finger. I've got septicemia in my finger. Well, okay. Okay, fine. Right. Well, thank you for that. Um, let's just dismiss everything that. Uh, never mind. Not dismissing um, you, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Uh, right. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on then. So, to evergreen content. Um, well, first of all, what on earth do we mean when we say evergreen content? What is evergreen content? We're talking about content that's always relevant to um, an audience. So, it's it's um, it's content that's not topical. It's, so it's not new, it's not news content. Um, it's content that isn't related to maybe a uh, a period during the year, such as Christmas or Easter, or you just had Easter, or maybe uh, the, the the seasons. You know, it shouldn't, shouldn't, it's not seasonal content. It's not 
branded content, it's not content that um, has a short lifespan. It's content that's always going to be relevant. Whenever a um, somebody who searches for a certain kind, uh, and pri primarily use um, evergreen content as inbound content, which means that we're looking to drag people from a search engine onto a website. Um, so it's when somebody goes from a search engine to a website, it should be relevant to them at that point, and it should be relevant throughout the year. Yeah, so I mean, uh, that that was my second question, actually, is sort of why, why do we use evergreen content? But yeah, evergreen content is it's that piece of content that's going to sit on your website potentially for years, isn't it? And and should remain relevant at whatever point somebody is going to to land on your website. So as you say, it's not it's not like a seasonal post. It's not a post related to a calendar or or a short lived thing such as a special offer or, a you know, an announcement of a new product or whatever. It's much more of that sort of foundational content that that serves a specific purpose on your website so what 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 is that purpose you've already said you know we use it to drive traffic but why should people be worrying about evergreen content and also what's the difference when we talk about evergreen content is that a blog page uh, sorry is that a, a website page is it a, a downloadable pdf is it a blog post you know what what specifically is it how are people supposed to be using it um, I mean, evergreen content could be any number of type of pieces of content. The key thing is that it's always a, it's always, um, it's always relevant. It always kind of does the job that it was set out to do. Um, wherever it sits, you know, whenever whenever somebody lands on it, or whenever somebody finds that piece of content, it could be a video, it could be a blog post, it could be. Uh, it could be a service page even in, in some respects um, as long as it fulfills the um, requirement of the searcher and it doesn't go out of date then it's an evergreen piece yeah so it so but it could we, you know go on no i was gonna say but from the way that we primarily think about it is we tend to think about it as um largely blog posts because google still um reads a lot of text and, and is still, um, you know, that's still primary a way of building up the kind of complexity and relevance of your website. Um, so primarily we think of them as blog posts. It might have an image on it, it might have a video on it that, that helps do the same thing. Um, but we're trying to suck people onto the website at a relevant point in the buyer journey. That's what we're trying to do um, in order to funnel them. Yeah. Oh, I'm jumping ahead. Oh, yeah, you're right. jumping ahead. You're jumping ahead. As per usual, we are going to come on to that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there, there, there have been um, sort of studies done and you, you can, you know, go and Google them, you know, what's the purpose of evergreen content or what benefit does evergreen content have? Quite a few people like like uh, SEM Rush, Search Engine Journal, what have you, have done studies into uh, how does evergreen content benefit a website as opposed to those other types that we just mentioned. And the, the beauty of it is because it is, answering sort of key questions or it sits there for a long time and we will come on to, to discuss all this in a bit more detail um because it's on your website for a long time it has a sort of um what's the word not not uh, it has like a cumulative effect of gathering yeah, it's, a, 
So yeah, it sits there for a long time. It tends to get a lot more traffic because it's answering those fundamental questions or, or addressing the sort of core thing that you do. It tends to be the content that lots of other posts are also linked back to. So it kind of becomes your, your like your pillar content, doesn't it? It's like the foundational content that everything else is built from, and therefore it it, it you know it converts better. It gets good engagement. It gets good traffic. So from an SEO point of view, it, it, it is a key function of, of your of your or a key element of your content marketing strategy isn't it or it should be yeah i mean it's it's the i mean grow traffic is called grow traffic isn't it and that's what we aim to do grow traffic to people's websites and, and one of the primary ways that we do it is by creating content on people's websites that is you know constantly soaks up traffic and and quite often you know somebody will say well you know you've written a blog post or you've created a piece of content and it's had 50 views or 200 views in the first month that it was out, you know, has that been a success? And, and we have to say, well, you, the, the success of that, that post isn't necessarily what happens in that first month, but it's measured in years. Yes. Um, and that's, and that's the, the benefit. And, and it's a different way of thinking about marketing uh, than a lot of, marketing departments and maybe um managing directors etc think about because it's a it's a long-term long marketing term. strategy yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a very long term you've got to you've got to be thinking in years really yeah. um, okay. when you think right. about this type of content Exactly. I'm still jumping ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Well, no, no, no. That's that's all good. But we're gonna we're gonna crack on to our top five tips because time is marching on. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, so, five top tips to help you create or improve your evergreen content. Tip number one plan your evergreen content around your other types of content. So what we mean by this is, you know, pretty much as we've just said, your, your evergreen content is a is a key component of your overall content marketing strategy. So you cannot simply rely on evergreen content, but it also, you know, you can't leave it out and just focus on newsjacking pieces or whatever. So you have to really think about your evergreen content in terms of what is your overall strategy? What other types of blogs are you writing? Um, and balance that out. So Dali, what would be your sort of recommended, I mean, is there a is there a recommended amount where you say like evergreen content should be a third of your content strategy? Strategy, whereas others should be more, uh, you know, instant, transient, accessible, whatever it might no, be. No, it's, or... it's going to depend on your strategy. I actually kind of slightly disagree with what you said just then. You know, what about newsjacking? Um, some businesses do very well by the, the majority of their content marketing strategy being newsjacking oriented. It all, no, as with no, all kinds mean, of marketing. Are you saying that, that some businesses don't need to do evergreen content at all? Some businesses might not. No, um, it might not be relevant and, to. And how businesses. will they know? Um, it, well, it's, it comes into having a deep understanding of your customer, what your customer wants, what they require. Okay. We're going to um, come on to that then. And, and your competitors. Yeah, sorry, I'll jump ahead again. There we go. <laughs> but but I mean for uh, from for me my my perspective would be 
I think every every website, if if SEO is a you know if they want to grow and they want to get more traffic, as opposed to just being, for example, a you know a business card or a brochure website or whatever that simply provides the contact details, you're going to need some form of evergreen content, aren't there? Aren't you on there that 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 explains sort of fundamentally what your product services are, how they work, all the rest of it. So I mean, I, I would argue that that most businesses are going to need to think about evergreen content in some way. Yeah, I think I think there's an argument to say that most businesses could use evergreen content. Um, the question whether most businesses should always use evergreen content is a slightly different one. And 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 then if you're talking about what percentage you should split that up, well, it depends on your marketing strategy. Mm. So, I mean, what, what, what do we use for, for grow traffic, for example? Primarily, uh, almost 100% content marketing. Um, we, uh, uh, sorry, uh, almost 100% is evergreen content. In terms of the actual content that we create and add to the website, it, it works like that. In fact, the, if, you, if you kind of think about kind of pushing it out a bit further to the type of content that we create on other platforms away from grow traffic, uh, such as social media and then the PR pieces that we do, they are very brand-led. Um, so off the website, we do very brand-led pieces. On the website, the majority of what we do is um, is, uh, in, uh, is evergreen, inbound evergreen. We do have some kind of thought leadership pieces as well though, that each of us occasionally does. but um those pieces so, are fewer and far between than they ever used to be put it that way we, i mean we do do quite a lot of news jacking don't we but, but just give me a sort of example like for, we'll, we'll for people actually, that, actually. Just, just one sec just just you know you're using quite marketing terms here of brand focused and evergreen and all the rest of it but just give me a, a really specific example of what some titles might be like what is it what would a blog post be that we would write on our website that's evergreen versus for example a, a news jacking or a, or a calendar focus an event focus okay. so so a an evergreen piece of content for us might be how to choose an SEO agency. Mm-hmm. So you've got a, you know, you've got a piece of content that's dedicated to explaining to the potential visitor how to use, how to find, how to choose them, how to differentiate between them. Um, and that will always be relevant or should always be relevant. You might need to update it every few years, but prior, you know, by and large, it will always be a relevant piece of content you then might have a news jacking piece. So we're in the SEO industry, so we might have a piece of content that talks about the latest update from Google um, or a small change that, that Google's put out um, that's only really relevant to people in the industry or it's only relevant to business owners who are interested in that kind of side of things. Um, and it's only relevant maybe for a week because it's it's a flash in the pan. News articles are a flash in the um, and often they have higher traffic volumes in a short period of time because people because it's topically relevant, people are interested in it, um, but they don't have the longevity, longevity. They often drop off within a week or two. Uh, and then you'll have kind of branded pieces as well, which branded pieces would be more like traditional PR, more like what, what most people think about as blog posts. So um, this is like 
some information about the business where they, you know, the company's been out of team day and we've, we've written it up as a, as a little news article type thing. Mm. Um, so just, just think, sorry, go on quickly. No, no and then the, and then the other side of it is, is the thought leadership pieces where yeah. you've either put your opinion about something out there or you've done some uh, research and you're showing that research. So that's different again. Yeah, just just thinking about uh, Katie and and Liz have both uh, said hello that that, that they are or were watching and um, just thinking about their businesses. So I know Katie they they have a, a jewelry business, Guyway Clean Jewelry. You know, an evergreen piece of content for them would be something like you know how do I how do I choose the right ring size or how do I get my rings resized or something like that. Always going to be relevant to their audience. Whereas a more transient piece of content might be uh, you know good rings to buy for Mother's Day or best Christmas presence or whatever in in the case of Liz you know an evergreen piece of content is going to be something like how do I choose a photographer or how do I take ensure I've got good lighting for my photographs uh, whereas a more transient piece of content might be we've just been at this expo this is what what we did so it, it is it's it, you know it's quite I just want to define it because I think yeah sorry yeah I mean the the one thing to say about the examples that you just gave um you're absolutely right with Liz's piece about the expo, but thinking about um, the pieces for, for Katie for Gower Open Jewelry, um, though you know, you said one about Christmas, one about Easter. Yeah, they're not they're not evergreen content because they're relevant all year round. However, they're still seasonal content. So they are relevant, they're they're relevant every year. So they still have they have a bit more longevity about them. Um, in a different way. Unless those products still aren't then in stock. But yes, yeah, yeah, it depends how you're writing, doesn't it? Absolutely. Okay, yeah. uh, let's let's move on. Um, so tip number one, plan your evergreen content, but plan it around the rest of your content. How how big a proportion of your overall content marketing strategy that, that will be will depend on the type of business and your audience and all the things we're going to come to, on to talk about. Um, but it needs to be a component, not, not the whole thing and, and not, not, not there. Um, okay, so tip number two, focus on your core products or services and focus on as answering the key questions that your customers are always asking and the questions that they're always going to be asking. Why, why this? Stally, we've pretty much explained it already, but yeah, I think we've. we've well, we're, we're, I know I jump around all over the place, so you have to excuse me. But it's it's about understanding the pain points, and, and by those we mean the things that um, trigger a customer to know that, or a potential customer to know that we've got a problem, and then start a journey of either finding out what the solution to that problem is, or um, finding the product if if they already roughly know what that product or service should be. Um, but also not just pain points, but needs and wants as well. Um, mm -hmm. Also trigger people to start to engage with content uh, and, and get funneled on the journey. Are we going to talk about buyer journey in a minute? Or we are. That, yeah, buyer journey is oh, the next I'll, one. I'll so I'm going to leave that. But, but yeah, essentially, I, I mean, mate. Whilst, whilst your business, obviously your business is going to change and evolve and products that you offer, if, for example, might change and evolve. But those sorts of core questions that your customers are going to ask, or as you said, the, the core pain points that you are solving for your 
for your customers, they're probably, you know, they're not going to change. So you can have pieces of content such as, you know, things about pricing and, and how to choose and when you need and, um, you know, uh, how long it will take, all of those, those sorts of key queries that people are going to have about your business you know, they're always going to be relevant. So focus on things like that for your evergreen content, the, the static stuff that doesn't really change. Okay, so tip number one, plan your evergreen content around the rest of your calendar. Tip number two, focus on the things that won't change, your core products and services, and answer the questions that your customers are always asking and will always be asking of you. Tip number three, think about your buyer journey and the marketing funnel and where these pieces of evergreen content are going to fit into that. Why? I mean, this ties into um, the previous question, really. Um, if you understand the different stages of your buyer journey, which, which basically means when somebody recognises that they want to buy something, how they make a decision about buying it, how they get to, you know, how they actually buy it, and then later down, you know, further along the funnel, you can talk about how you keep them loyal and how you get them to advocate for your product, for your brand and service. Um, so it, it, it's all about understanding the things that tip them in to getting content at different parts of that funnel. And we talk about the awareness phase, consideration phase, decision phase, uh, loyalty and advocacy. Those are, the, those are the kind of the, the parts of the funnel that we tend to target. Um, well, I always talk about targeting the consideration phase because the awareness phase, which is just when people are becoming aware that they've got a problem, often that is the thing that everybody writes about because it's almost the easy, easy thing to write about. And, and that might be like, you know, what is SEO, for example? But a consideration-based piece of content is more like how to choose a, a, an SEO agency in whatever it might be. It's a bit more granular. Um, they already understand that they need an SEO agency because they've gone through the research phase beforehand or they've got some understanding before that. And then during the consideration phase, they're trying to work out how to, how to decide in the future um, what, you know, what the things they're looking for in, in a certain kind of business. And then from there, they, they fall into the decision phase and they use what they've learned throughout the, the rest of the funnel in order to make a decision. Yeah, and I mean, I always say say this is the this is the the the, the now what phase. So point number two, when we were saying you know focus on the pain points and things, that's the so what. So you know, so you are you offer photography. So what? What does that mean to your client? What are you gonna? You're gonna make sure they have photos for their blogs. You're gonna make sure they look good on their business card. You know all that stuff. That's that's the what are you gonna? You know the 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 the, the so what. Now we're into the now what. Okay, so you've got their attention at this point you know you've written a blog post about when they're going to need a photographer now what what's the next question they're going to be asking it now they're going to want to know how much is it going to cost you know uh, how long is it going to take how many people are we going to need how long does it take till I get the photos back so it's as people move down that buyer journey from you as you say that awareness consideration phase as they're moving along from okay I know now I need a photographer now I know that there is a photographer 
whatever and they can do all these things how am i going to choose and decide that this is the right one and then as you get further down that funnel it's all the you know well well why me over any other photographer type content isn't it so where does evergreen content fit into that so you say so what and ha- what what was it? could you just run me through those again so what to the top and then now yeah. what and then now oh, what? That. Yeah. Oh, that's really good it's a good way of remembering it so what and now what and then now what right. yeah um, because again it's content. yeah sorry, sorry go on well, I was just going to say, it's about, you know, and we always say, don't we, you know, Google knows what the next questions are going to be. Everybody has a, a buyer journey and they might jump around between that. But essentially, most people are going to follow the same sort of pattern of decision making. And if you don't have that, that all of that content on your website that answers all of those queries, they're going to go on someone else's website to get the answer. And then they're probably going to buy from them. So that's why it's so important to sort of map that out and spend a bit of time thinking about what you're going to need and this is this is where the evergreen content shines isn't it because it, it and, answers and, and those key ones yeah. on that point the reason that i always say focus on the consideration phase content first is because there's so much um awareness-based content that's often produced you can just about let other people other businesses do that education for you first make sure that you've got your bank of consideration phase in place because that's the stuff that really moves people along. And then once you're satisfied that you've got every piece of consideration phase content that you need to start doing more awareness phase, mm-hmm. um, you were asking and, and where it fits on the, on the funnel yeah. work. Uh, and it fits everywhere. That's, that's, the, that's the long and short of it. There's no specific place where that, where that would fit. Um, so, for example you know you'll have all those what is seo that's an example of an evergreen concept in the awareness space how to choose a, a, an, a, an seo agency is a consideration phase content piece of content you or case studies um about you know your performance um in the is in the decision phase and that's always relevant that's you know that's that's always all the content so that's that's evergreen as well in some ways um yeah because we're back to that you know your your products your services whatever they might change slightly but as a business those key questions you know and even things like you know people say well well how much is it going to cost my pricing might change well then you know we'll we'll talk about you can edit it afterwards but but fundamentally those those questions about how someone engages with your company and what service you provide to them and then what happens as they move through your business those are the things that don't really change even if you put out a new special offer so you know yeah, they are you, relevant you, forever aren't they you try not to put things like pricing in a piece of evergreen content anyway um that that should be the you know that's, a, that's a service page that's the that's decision phase you don't want to be com- confusing it by putting that further from it no, exactly. And and I think uh, the other thing that you were saying as well about how how people move kind of through the funnel and, and, and get their questions answered. And this is back to what we were saying about, you know, your evergreen content is that foundation piece. So if you do write a, a piece of content that's in the awareness phase of the, of the funnel, you've got that evergreen content that you can then link to 
to to pull them through that that funnel so you've got what we call like that base of content that is the content that you're constantly linking back to that does the heavy lifting for you i do just yeah. want to say so we need to we need to move on but um if anyone is wanting to find out information about what you know what stage of the funnel their keywords or their queries are at sem rush or semrush just google sem rush or one word um that they, they now have a, a feature where they tell you for the keywords that you either are or want to target, what stage of the funnel are those out of it? And they call it slightly different words because they've got the American one, but they give it you in a really nice bar graph. So you can see a percentage and say, you know, 30% of your customers are generally in the consideration phase or the, of the keywords, sorry. So you can start to use that information to plan, you know, okay. The, and, and it tells you what those keywords are. So you can say, these are the blog posts I need to write. So it really helps if you're planning your content calendar. Yeah, I've I've been really impressed with the most recent updates to Semrush. It's it's, it's you know the even the freemium version has some really valuable insights that you don't get anywhere else. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. Okay. Let's, let's move on. Let's move on. So tip number one, plan your evergreen content around the rest of your content in your in your content marketing calendar. Number two, focus on your core product services, the key things that don't change and, and the questions that your customers are always going to be asking of your business. Think about number three, think about your buyer journey. Where does this content fit in? How are you going to use your evergreen content to pull people down through that buyer journey? Tip number four, make sure your content's always going to be relevant. And this sounds like a really obvious thing, doesn't it? But quite often people fall into the trap of, especially if they're, they're, they write very sort of um, diary style or personal style blogs, if, it, if it's their business and they're a sole trader, people tend to write blogs in this way, don't they? Uh, and they fall into the trap of saying, oh, well, now it's in the run up to Easter or seeing as we've got such lovely weather. And, and it's things that, you know, actually they're very specific to that time. This content potentially could sit on your website for years so try and make it as a sort of as generic as and as as um what's the universal as you possibly can so that you're not you know tying yourself in and, and making it obsolete in time yeah uh, we've got an example actually at the moment of easter's because it's just been easter isn't it so so you know we have we, we have created easter content for various of the businesses that we work for um you know some of that will be relevant year after year but some of the bigger brands that we work for are much more focused on creating branded content. Um, you know, it's much fluffier, much softer, much less about SEO. And we are we constantly have to push back against that. Um, it's that understanding what the purpose of the content is and when it's going to be relevant, why you build why you're building it. Um, and it's about understanding what your objectives are, aren't you? Because as you said before, you know, having that sort of branded content that, that, that it, you know, it is evergreen content, talks about why your brand is great and why people should buy into it and why they should love it. It's very evangelical and it's quite salesy. And there's absolutely a place for that. But if your key objective at this point is to get more customers or grow your traffic or improve your rankings or whatever, you probably don't need to be focusing on that at this stage or you, you buy balance that in terms of your overall mix so it is about you know whereas if you if you get a lot of traffic and you're in more of a sort of maintenance mode for want of a better phrase um you know then yeah maybe the branded sort of content is what you need so it's about thinking of what what are you trying to achieve what are your objectives what stage are you at in terms of your marketing strategy and that's going to help you balance it out isn't it 
It is. Yeah. Okay, marvellous. There we go. We agree on something. <laughs> Moving on. Right. Point number one. <laughs> Plan your evergreen content around your market, content marketing calendar more generally. Number two, focus on your core products and service and answer the questions your customers are always asking. Number three, think about your buyer journey. Where does this content fit in and how is it going to assist that, that buyer to make that decision? Number four, make sure your content is going to be relevant and, uh, in, in a year's time. It sounds really obvious, but people always forget to do it. And if you're not, just do a quick run through after you've written it just to double check you've not you know made it time sensitive in any way and tip number five uh, final one periodically review your content to keep it relevant so what 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 do we mean by this Dali? um i mean this is something that that we don't do for grow traffic but i've always wanted to so um you might run a regular content audit where you list out all of your kind of pieces of content that are on your website you would assign them a part, uh, you know, what, what's their objective? Which part of the buyer journey did they sit in? What's the mm -hmm. objective of that content? Um, is there anything in that content that is price related, you know, to your service or discusses specific services? You might want to uh, categorize that that in that, um, that audit by specific services. And then you've got um, like a framework to go back through your content and say, actually, this this one needs updating at certain points because we don't do that service anymore, or legislation's changed, so that blog will need rewriting, or that video will need to be refilmed or archived or something like that, whatever it would be. Um, but yeah, constantly going, constantly being aware that your content will eventually, at some point, probably go out of date and. Uh, even the best evergreen content will eventually go out of date, and it's a case of you know updating and keeping it relevant for as long as possible. And that's you know that's fine, isn't it? I mean, uh, uh, this is a question that we get asked quite often: um, Is it better? to remove a post entirely and write a new one. So say, you know, you're, you're answering the same question, but you've just updated it. Or is it better to just put uh, change the date on it and put a little paragraph that says originally published in 2017, updated for 2022? Which one of those is SEO best practice? Um, as with anything, it depends. Um, because... <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Exactly. It will it will depend on I mean in, in theory the page with the most history should you know should have page kind of authority or trust or rank associated with that, which will therefore mean that you want to keep the old URL. However, Google has been removing de-indexing URLs um, from all pieces of content, you know, it's trying to reduce the amount of capacity that all that content uses. Um, and therefore, it will just depend if, it, if it's still ranks, if it, if it ranks well, if it's working in terms, and there's just something on that page that's irrelevant, then you, you might say to yourself, well, I'll just, um, I'll just update that. If you're talking about a piece of content that doesn't rank well, um, it has no history, it's got these limited page authority or whatever metric you use, and you might say to yourself, well, actually, maybe, maybe it's time to create a piece of fresh content and see if we can, you know, go after that rank. Mm. 
Okay. Um, I, and the other thing I just want to say, you know, you mentioned content audits there and, and obviously they can be a massive piece of work depending on how many <laughs> blogs you've got and how long you go back and all the rest of it. So what I would say is if you, you know, if you have the forethought, even if you start now, you know, you don't need to go back and do it, but keep a log on, on a daily basis. If you're doing a content calendar, whether you're doing that in Word or a spreadsheet or you're using one of our templates, doesn't matter, but that will help you with your content audit. When you shed scheduling or, or putting in your titles that you're going to write, just put a little note next to them that says this is an informational piece or this is for whichever phase of the marketing funnel or make a note of when you think that's going to need a review and use your task management system or CRM or whatever you use or set a reminder on your calendar just to, to remind yourself that in a year's time, you probably need to go and go and review that post and just update it. So basically what I'm saying is, with a little bit of forethought and just marking out your posts as you go, as you're upload, updating them, as you're uploading them, sorry, um, it, it means you haven't then got that massive. Because the, the problem that we, the reason that we haven't done our content audit, Dally, and reviewed all our posts is because we've got 14 years of blog posts. And for the last kind of year or so, at least, we've been publishing three posts um, a week, haven't we? So there is a, yeah. lot, a lot of content to go through. Yeah, when I, when I first said, uh, it was many years ago when I first said we need to do a content audit, and I started. But we're talking about at that point we're talking about four hundred posts, I think, something like that. And I mean, now you say we're doing three posts a week. Actually, we're doing more like three a day. Yeah. At the moment. Yeah. So we've got we on, a, on a the content. blog writing machine is just machine machine, them out, isn't yes. it? doing amazing yeah so i think well. that's that's the thing though but basically don't be afraid you know as we always say anything that you put online is always editable so if all you need to do is go and change a, a little thing that just makes it relevant maybe there's been a little um you know regulation change or a small change to your servicing or as we said you know your pricing how you work whatever it might be you can go and edit that after whether or not you just make a note and say edited in whatever date or you change the date or you take it down altogether and rewrite it. It's going to depend on how well it's doing, how important it is to the rest of your website. So that's where Google Analytics is going to become your friend because you'll be able to see how well is that page doing. And, and if it's doing well, just update it. Uh, but basically, so there we go. That's our top five tips, Simon Daly. Uh, and I'm going to come to you for your final thought in a minute. So I haven't been thinking about that. So number one, Plan your evergreen content around the rest of your content marketing strategy. Number two, focus on the core products and services, the things in your business that don't change and ask and answer the questions that your customers are always going to be asking about your business. Number three, think about your buyer journey. Where does this piece of content fit into that buyer journey? Where is it going to fit into your marketing funnel? Where is it going to fit into your, your marketing strategy? So just be aware of, of what position it's holding and how it's going to help pull people through. Number four, make sure that content will still be relevant. So don't mention key things or, or the, the current day or the weather or what, you know, just, just make sure it is evergreen. And number five, periodically review it and by periodically it might be every five years it just needs a check over it might be every year it's going to need updating but just keep an eye on it and if you can keep a log as you go it will make your life so much easier so simon daly final thought or final tip for people that are, are thinking about creating evergreen content um come up with a plan and because uh, if you don't have a plan it's very unlikely that you will um 
that you, you it's very likely that if you don't have a plan, you'll start creating more of that kind of branding content. You'll start doing new jacking pieces because you're just groping around trying to figure out what to do. You've got yeah. a plan in place, then it's something that you can focus on and get done. Yeah, I think that that's actually a really good tip, isn't it? And that comes back to really sort of scheduling that content calendar. And 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 my my tip would be, you know, this is not a blatant plug, but if you do need help, because quite a lot of businesses, you know, they're perfectly capable of writing the content. They they're the ones in the business who know the most about it. But understanding what to be writing and what titles to be writing and all the rest of it, that's where you perhaps need a little bit of help. So free tools, SEM Rush, answer the public. Or all of these things, but just putting your queries into Google, looking at the people also ask boxes. All of these oh, will give you pointers. But what if shameless no, no, hang on. I've not finished talking yet. But if you do need a bit of help uh, with the strategy, grow traffic can help. So, so we not just with the strategy. We'll do the writing. We'll do it all. Oh, yeah, we can do that. We can do that. Absolutely. We will we do. Yeah. Right. There we go. Thank you very much. So thank you. If you have been um, watching this live, thank you so much. Thank you for those that have commented. If you are watching it on YouTube, please, you may also still comment. We'll still see them. We'll still answer you. Um, and if you're listening to this on podcast, please give us a like and a review and share it if you possibly can, because it helps. That's it. Simon Daly, it's officially the weekend. It is indeed. Thank you very much, Rachel. That was good. You were good. Thank you. So, you were amazing. <laughs> I was here, wasn't I? Of course. Of course. See you next time. Bye.